1: Now Aho tips it off the boards to himself. He's got room. Aho sends it across Jarvis. He scores! Jarvis one more time. On the right side with uh, Trocek and Terabian. Carolina's best four check of the afternoon. Now Freddie Anderson with good awareness gets the puck forward. It's Vetchnikov, leaving it back for Aho. Aho takes a peek as a lane up front and they score! Goes just wide as Jacob Slavin got all of that one. Now he'll keep it into the blue line. His wrist shot gets through. Peterson with a chance. Kokanemi backhand. He scores! What big was the save Peterson made on the Ajo's Fetchnikoff-Jarvis line. It would have been 5-3 right before the goal. Oh, now it's the Hurricanes. Natchez, jump jumping in and he'll score! Oh what a move! Marty Natius You can put that a blockbuster film and late in the period, Carolina goes up five Ten seconds remaining here at Staples Center. Ardvidsson gets the puck into Kempe, his pass back to Ardvidsson, detected by Aho. four seconds left, Ajo's just going to flip this high into the air to center ice, and the Carolina Hurricanes have improved to 8-1 and on the road, 14-2 overall, Freddie Anderson with his 11th win on the season, moving him to first place in that category, and the Canes are perfect on the West Coast.
2: This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold.
3: Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. The Hurricanes have now won a game this year, I believe, in every possible way. I don't know what this was today. It was kind of messy. It was a bad first period. It was a better second period, but I wouldn't categorize it as a good second period. It was better. And then the third was just rope-a-dope. It was very Muhammad Ali-ish from the mid-'70s. Just rope-a-dope. 20 shots to 2 in favor of L.A. in the third period. And of all the periods to have no goals... The third. Uh, these two teams, just for a little bit of context here, these two teams have allowed more than three goals in a game once each, 5 4 after 2. Of course, because sports. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There's no place like it. Sammy Anna and his crew do an amazing job. Uh, Go online for a free no-obligation estimate, whatever you need. Roofing, siding, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, they've got it all. AluminumCompany.com. A little bit different today. We're going to just jump right into the goals. Uh, there's not a lot of big picture stuff that I'm going to handle because we're going to talk to Scott Burnside, who not only uh, does work for DailyFaceOff.com, but is a special contributor to Hurricanes.com. We'll talk to Scott about the game and about the first 16 games of this season. And like I always say, you can't go 82-0 without first going 14-2-0. I know you can. Shh. It's just the joke. Sebastian Ajo was great today. In many games, figuring out who the three stars are, like uh, the game Thursday night, figuring out who the three stars are was going to be difficult. Um, and also on uh, Tuesday, difficult. Not difficult today. There were a lot of p- players who played great today. Uh, but I th- I think I identified three. I don't think anybody was on the ice better than Sebastian Ajo today. Frederick Anderson, while I think there were some times he fought the puck a little bit, uh, he had to make f- 39 saves today. 39 saves? Yeah, 43 shots on goal, 39 saves. And um, I thought Jacob Slavin made uh, a series of great defensive plays. Uh, could have also chosen Brett Pesci uh, as one of the three stars. Um Jordan Stahl, better late than they were early. Nobody was really good early. Derek Stepan jumped back in the lineup, uh, had a goal and an assist, and I thought played a really, I mean, a strong first period. There weren't again a lot, not a lot of players played really well in the first period. I thought Stepan did. I thought the fourth line was pretty good, uh, but man, LA's fourth line was just absolutely dynamite. Uh, but a good win for the Hurricanes because it's a win. Wasn't well played. Uh, they had some defensive zone issues, but at least it was a win. And 14 2 0 is better than 13 3 0 as far as I can tell. All right. What a special treat. Scott Burnside, Hurricanes.com, special contributor, dailyfaceoff.com, podcaster, writer, broadcaster extraordinaire. Uh, and one of the nicest people I know. I appreciate your time today. A little afternoon hockey on the West Coast—always good for everybody to get us. We can. I'm going on a date tonight.
2: Uh, well, that's it. you see, you buried the lead here, Adam. I that's did. the that's the top of the story. Never mind the uh, the Hurricanes' uh, wild and woolly five-four win. I I think that you buried the lead, so tell us not.
3: I you know I. Everybody who listens to this podcast, we let them in on our lives. And I just told everybody I'm going on a date. So, if uh, when they listen to this in the morning, uh, well, I mean, my wife and I don't get a chance to go on too many dates. Let's get to this game, though. <laughs> this was a weird game. Like, there was high energy, there was a lot of transition play from both sides. I don't think Carolina was all that great. They were sloppy. Um, and they withstood 20 to 2 shot edge for LA in the third period. What did you make of today?
2: Yeah. You know what is interesting? Cause I went back and looked because I knew you were going to be calling and, uh, uh, you know, heading into this game, the Canes were fourth in the NHL in shots allowed per game. And normally when, when you look at a, you know, when you watch the Canes play, normally they're on the other side of a game, uh, with a 43 to 20 shot differential, which was the case today with the, uh, with the Hurricanes and their 5-4 win, but they were on the opposite end of it. Normally, it's the other way around. But the Kings, um, you know, it's the way they play the game. They're the way that Rod the Morris system, uh, the four lines and rolling them. Normally, they're a team that really pushes the pace and, and, and often ends up uh, on the other side of those, uh, those kinds of shot differential. But as you point out, um, Kings, very fast. It's been a, it's been kind of fun to watch the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Kings. Um you know, especially with Drew Dowdy out, especially um uh Sean um Sean Walker's been out. So you sort of wondered if they might, you know, sort of slide back into the the standings in the Pacific Division. You know, but they they've been they've hung right in there and they have a lot of good young players and today, you know, again sort of taking a page out of the Carolina Hurricanes playbook, that fourth line hmm. and uh um especially with Lemieux going the way he was going today. Um but I, I, I thought they, they, um they were quite impressive and really kept the Hurricanes on their heels for large parts of the game, uh, two fast transition teams. And so a little bit of, you know, a little bit looking in the mirror maybe for the Carolina Hurricanes. And boy, Freddie Anderson, you wouldn't think of it of a, of a guy who's used to, you know, has put up such gaudy numbers through the first month and a half of this season. Uh, he, you know, in spite of the fact he gave up four goals, uh, Freddie Anderson was just outstanding again, yeah. especially in the third period. So. Yeah,
3: he was great. I, I I gave him. I I do three stars every game. I gave him my second star. Uh, I might have decided early on that Sebastian Aho was going to be the first star because I think he was Carolina's best skater. But yeah. uh, Anderson has been absolutely dynamite. Real quick, because you 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 you. Did I, I think a great breakdown of the Kings. Not to mention, they don't have Quentin Byfield. He got hurt, I think, in the preseason. Yeah. Haven't had him all year. But the um, we didn't get a chance. I didn't watch a single game of the Pacific Division last year until the playoffs. And the Kings obviously weren't in the playoffs. So I didn't, watch, I didn't see any of those teams play. And I've been incredibly impressed by Anaheim and the Kings in the last two games. I hope they both make the playoffs because I just love the way they play. Uh, Brendan Lemieux was dynamite tonight. I thought that fourth line really was heavy. Uh, But I think they're really good. uh, If Dowdy can come back and and be effective, Uh, and, you know, we didn't even see the best of Andrzej Kopitar uh, today. He was sort of, I don't know if he was neutralized by, uh, I'm trying trying to remember if the Ajo line played against him or not. I think they did. Uh, but we didn't see a great Andrzej Kopitar uh, night, but man, I like the Kings.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, well, it's interesting to think of, you know, the, the you know, that whole California uh, group. And of course the Hurricanes will see San Jose uh, in their next game, you know, as we're sitting here chatting, they're eight, seven, and one. Um, and again, I I, find, I think there were a lot of questions about all three of those California teams. Uh, Missed the playoffs the last two years, all three of them. Um, So, really, a period of, you know, on the weather, certainly a period of decline, but I I think certainly a period of transition for all three of those California based teams. And, uh, you know, I think your point is actually Anaheim uh, has been so good and Mm -hmm. so impressive and so much to like about the way they play and what Dallas Akins has done there. But it's interesting to see whether Los Angeles and San Jose can you know, can can keep pace, whether they can continue to put pressure on, you know, Vegas has gone through a lot of injury issues. Uh, Edmonton and Calgary, who sit one and two uh, in the Pacific Division, as you and I are talking, heading into action later this evening. Um, It'll be interesting to see whether I think, um, especially LA and and San Jose, I think Anaheim is the real deal, but, you know, can the Kings and the Sharks continue to play meaningful games? Can they keep themselves in the playoff hunt? Uh, in a Pacific division that is is much stronger than I thought they were going to be at the start of the
3: season. Let me ask you about Seth Jarvis. Today was the ninth game, and it's been a joke for me the last couple of days. What will the Hurricanes do after he plays nine games? Well, we know what they're going to do. He's going to play. He's going to play a tenth game. Uh, what has your impression been of Seth Jarvis as we have now seen him play on a top line with Aho and Sveshnikov?
2: Yeah, I really like uh, how he's responded to that kind of opportunity, and you know, I, I, you know, I don't know, I don't profess to know what Don Waddell is going to do. I don't know, you know, his conversations with Rod Brindamore and the staff, but I wonder if that opportunity to play on the top line and see how you respond, um, you know, if, if, is that the sort of the final, uh, you know, piece that goes into that decision. I'm with you. I, I, I thought. Um, that Seth Jarvis has has earned a place on this team. Uh, I wasn't surprised that they kept him. I also wasn't surprised. You know, it took a little bit of time. He gets into the lineup. But whatever opportunities have been afforded him, he's responded in such a positive fashion. And you can tell already that that he's so well-liked in that dressing room and has a lot of poise, very humble. You know, today he plays 15 minutes. Uh, minute seventeen on the power play, has a goal. Uh, you know what? There's just so much to like about him. And I think it's, you know, I like it when teams. I think we sometimes make too much of, oh, you know, burning the first year, of the entry level deal, and you know, all those kinds of things. Listen, I think if a player earns his spot, especially on a really good team like this Carolina team is, um, I, I think it's, I think it's healthy, and I think it's healthy for the rest of the lineup to. To see a young player who gets an opportunity, he responds, he's given more, you know, he's not sent back because of some, well, we don't, we, you know, we're, we're looking two or three years down the road already. This is a team that lives in the moment because they're they're a really good team and they should be living in the moment. So, uh, I you know, nothing, I guess, formalized yet, but uh, I think Seth Jarvis has been a, a, one of the great stories of what has been a, a pretty um, unbelievable first month and a bit of this NHL season. Um, And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he responds as the season goes along. That's, you know, again, that's, it's a short, you know, it's a a small piece of a, of a big puzzle. When you're talking 82 games, Um, you know, we're 15 games into it or 16 games into it, whatever it is. Um, It's a long season for a young player, but I, I like, of course, what we've seen from, uh, from Jarvis thus
3: far. Yeah, I think the the thing that I've liked most about him is that he's he's not a liability in the neutral zone or in his own end. He took the puck from Ryan Getzlaff behind uh, the Hurricanes goal and the win over Anaheim just took the puck. I mean, he's got to be giving up uh, 50 pounds and six inches uh, to Getzlaff. Uh, it just, he, he makes a lot of good plays. He's a smart player. Uh, on the Aho goal that was really meant to be a pass, I think to Jarvis. Just the camera angle from behind, Jarvis was going, just doing the right thing, going to the back post, uh, making himself available, being uh, getting in the goaltender's eye, and then the puck goes off of was it Bjornfoot's skate, I think, yeah. or his stick, and yeah. uh, and goes yeah, through.
2: Stick. Yeah, yeah. So
3: he just does the right thing uh, all the time, and it's it's been it's been fun to watch. Uh, you you mentioned Freddie Anderson. Now, Freddie's had a you know the last five years in Toronto. That's that's a fishbowl I wouldn't wish on anybody in in the sport of hockey. It's sort of like being oh I don't know a uh, a shortstop in uh, playing in the Bronx in New York. I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, but Freddie here has been just so incredibly I mean solid. I don't want. I don't want solid to be a negative. He's just he's he's had plenty of spectacular. Uh but this is now what, ten wins on the season. It's just been awesome.
2: Well, and I and I think you're right. I mean, this you know, solid, I think it's a save. I think it was off of you in the third period yeah. that um you, you know, again, uh, there's a bit of a breakdown in front and the kings come with such speed. Uh but he does there's a calmness about how he's gone about his business. I think the way Carolina plays the game, hey, this is the team, you know, they're, they are going to give up great-A chances. Uh, that's just, you know, that's part and parcel of the way this team plays. And I know that Rod Brindamore preaches, uh, you know, a high level of defensive responsibility and you see when the defense are activated as they so often are and the forwards have to be responsible in getting back, you are going to give up chances and, and especially on the road and especially this is the third game of a six game road trip. Um, you know, sometimes playing on the road, you're, you're going to give up stuff that maybe you wouldn't otherwise, you know, that might not happen at the NC Arena. But I, 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 I think your point is an excellent one. And I love how there's a calmness about Frederick Anderson. Uh, there is, even when things are starting to unravel a little bit, he always seems to be in control. And there's, that, you know, I, the defense especially, but the entire team, I think, feeds off of that. You know, I was talking uh, to Ian Cole uh, early on in this and about that relationship with uh, a goaltender like Frederick Anderson. And there is it's so, it permeates the entire team when your goaltender is calm, even in the face of, you know, a little bit of on ice chaos. And I think we've seen that. We saw that certainly today in this win. But I think we've uh, seen it throughout the season in, in virtually every start that, um, that Frederick
3: Anderson is at. Yeah, actually, I, I shorted him a win. He's got 11 wins. Uh, Ante That's Ranta that. has two, and Alex Lyon, uh, who was absolutely great in the win over St. Louis, I was sort of surprised that Rod, uh, you know, didn't run uh, Anderson out there back-to-back nights just because, you know, it's a big game. You, you're facing a West Coast trip. Uh, but Rod, Rod has an intuition about him. Um, I know he always likes to... Uh, like pretend that other people are making these decisions, but we know who is. Uh, but Rod has an intuition about him, sort of like putting Derek Stepon back in the lineup tonight on the right side. Um, you know, obviously, he's the, the reigning Jack Adams winner. Uh, and I've known Rod for a long time, and I knew he was going to be a good coach just because I know the kind of person he is. Um, is he a better coach than people give him credit for, even though he just won the Jack Adams?
2: Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a good question because uh, I think there is, well, I know there is widespread uh, admiration for what Rod Burnham Moore has done uh, in his short tenure as the head coach in, in, in Carolina. So it, I don't think there's ever a moment where uh, people around the NHL don't appreciate what he's done. So I don't think that's an issue. But, but that said, and even with the Jack Adams, uh, what he has done, it, it, it continues to be so impressive. And, you know, I think this is a really important season for the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think of, you know, last couple of playoff losses mm-hmm. uh, to, to Tampa and to Boston. I think this is, you know, this is a season where it's the regular season has to be about taking care of business, but it also has to be about building to taking those next steps in the playoffs. And yes, an important playoff win against Nashville. A very good and surprisingly difficult Nashville team last spring or in the first round, I guess technically in the summer, but and then the disappointing series against Tampa as they were, you know, as the Bulls are going on their, yeah. their way to a second straight Stanley Cup win. So I think that's what this is about for Rod Brindamore and preparing this team, you know, not just to, you know, to to pile up wins or to pile up points or wherever they may end end up in the Metropolitan division. But to build towards what we see in the playoffs uh, next spring, and I and I think that's where, you know, like I, I don't, I know he doesn't care about the accolades. I know he doesn't <laughs> care about the Jack Adams. Really, that um, this is really about the pursuit of the big prize, and and I think that's what continues to make him such uh, an impressive coaching figure in the NHL. And uh, you know, you can whether it's top five or top three or top two, um, he is one of the top coaching minds in the NHL right now. And and, uh, and, and that's, you know, I'm, 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 I want to see what happens now as the rest of the season unfolds.
3: Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, it it only, Rod is only only focused on what's going to happen. I mean, he's focused obviously game in and game out. Every game is a singular entity, but it is all about what happens, you know, in May and then into June. Scott Burnside, before I let you go, and I appreciate your time, uh, because I do want a big picture this from somebody uh, who isn't hyper-local, even though you are a contributor to Hurricanes.com. Florida, I keep hearing this on NHL radio every time I listen. Uh, Florida or Carolina? Florida or Carolina? I I don't know if those are the—they're not the only two teams, because Edmonton, the way they have played, is in that mix. And Colorado is going to be in that mix. I like St. Louis um, as well. If uh, when they, you know, as as they get uh, healthier, same with Colorado. Uh, I still like Washington a lot, um, and I think the Islanders will eventually figure it out. Figure it out now that they can play home games. Um, who are? I mean, who is it? Who who are the teams that you are looking at right now? And this is these are the teams that are going to decide this.
2: Yeah, no, and I, I think you've touched, you've, you've hit all the high notes. And, and Florida deserves to be in that discussion um, because of the way they're built and in, in spite of the, yeah. you know, the uh, rather dramatic change in coaching with Joel Quedrill being forced to resign, and as he should have been in the wake of the Chicago sexual assault scandal. Um, and, and Andrew though no, I, I think he is, you know, this is sort of trial by fire for yeah. him because, the team is so good and I think they've responded nicely. I know, you know, a little bump in the road of last week or so, but they are the real deal. Yep. Uh, I love how they're built. They play um, they played a little bit like Carolina, right? Big, heavy, but very skilled. Um, they will come at you and wave. Uh, Tampa is still, you know, like just seeing here, I think they've, they've, <laughs> they lost a, a game against New Jersey that they led in 3-1, but you know that Tampa is definitely going to be there. So I think those three teams and, and really, in the, in the Metropolitan Division, I've been so impressed with Washington. No Nicholas Backstrom, uh, a bit of a transition on the back end there. Some kids really, uh, give, you know, being uh, given an opportunity by Peter Laviolette goaltending, also in a bit of a transition there. But that team scores like crazy. Alex Ovechkin, you know, put him in your early Hart Trophy yep. uh, discussion for sure. Uh, and that team, man, they 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 score a ton. They actually, have, are, to me, are, are a bit surprising how little they've given up. As you and I are chatting here, they're a plus 19 goal differential. Pretty impressive stuff for from a Caps team that has a, had a couple of very disappointing playoff performances. Um, you go back to you know their Cup win in, in 18, and uh, you know there's a lot of I, there's a lot riding on this season for the Caps as well. So I will put them. Certainly, those four teams for me—Carolina, Florida, Tampa, washington and the East right now uh, are, are teams that you have to watch. And and uh, and I'm with you. I, I like. Uh, I think that Colorado is going to figure it out. How about Winnipeg though? They're a team for me the, in the West that um, I, I think um, Kevin Chevel Dayoff's done a great job in sort of retooling that back end on the on the fly. Uh, very deep up front. Uh, so I think the Winnipeg Jets are a team that. That, and then I'm going to pay a lot of attention to And uh, and actually, how about the Minnesota Wild, a team that yeah. I think people didn't know what was what to make of them with Zachary Van, and and uh, Ryan Suter departing? But man, they haven't missed a beat, and 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 a fun team to watch there in Minnesota. So, yeah,
3: yeah, real yeah, quick lots, about, of fun, lots of fun. Real quick about Minnesota. I'd love to, uh, rather Winnipeg. I'd love to see Winnipeg and, uh, get to the finals, a Carolina Winnipeg Stanley Cup Finals. We'd have uh, like Brenda Moore versus the, uh, you know. Paul Maurice, who was the coach when the Canes made the made it to the finals in 0-2. Uh, and I, I've always liked Paul. He's uh, he's got the driest yeah, no, sense of humor I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I've known Paul a long time. Uh, Share some Windsor, Ontario, roots and, uh, and 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 few people speak the game or talk the game as well as Paul Maurice. So yeah, no, I I, I would be all right with a Winnipeg. Uh, Carolina Stanley Cup Final—a little bit hard to get to Winnipeg. Travel, you know, there's not a lot of direct flights from Raleigh to uh, to Winnipeg. But uh, anyway, it would be a nice problem to have, I think, for both teams. Uh, it, it, it would be a ton of fun, I'm sure.
3: Has the internet service in uh, in Winnipeg? I have to check.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all good there. But it, it, the, the the direct flights—I actually I covered a playoff series there a few years ago. Uh, Winnipeg, Nashville. Oh my god, what a great! What a great series yeah. it was, seven games, uh, and two great, great cities. So, yeah, no way. We get to Winnipeg. I, I might know a place. So, you let me know. All right.
3: Uh, I'm going to take you up on it, Scott Burnside. I appreciate your time. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Overtime OvertimeScottB, hurricanes.com, contributor, dailyfaceoff.com, podcaster, broadcaster, writer, everything. Scott, thank you so much. We'll do it again soon. I appreciate your
2: time. Yeah, anytime.
3: I don't know. Did I did did I seem uh, did I seem jumpy? Did I seem over, ex, overly excited to talk to Scott Burnside? I love talking to Scott Burnside. You're not going to find a nicer nicer human being anywhere on this planet. Certainly not me. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go through a couple of things. We don't have a scoreboard. We don't have any other games at the time of this recording. We have nothing else to uh, to uh, to look at about what happened today, except that the Hurricanes are now fourteen two and 0 uh, and that's, uh, that's absolutely tremendous. Uh, so let's just go through the goals real quick because there's a little bit to say about each of them. Uh, and then we'll kind of broad brush what happened on the, uh, the four L.A. King goals. Uh, first goal, Carolina uh, gets it. Tony D'Angelo gets it up the wall. Sebastian Ajo chips it past one L.A. King, then handles it around another, and then finds Seth Jarvis for 1-0. Step on back in the lineup playing wing, made a heck of an exit from his own end, leading to the chance for up.
1: Now Aho tips it off the boards to himself. He's got room. Aho sends it across. Jarvis, he scores! Jarvis one more time! Do
3: I get a royalty for Jarvis? I mean, if they're going to use it incessantly on the broadcast, do I get a, do I get a royalty? I'm just kidding, of course. I don't, I'm glad they're using it. That's what it was for. It was for everybody to be using it. Uh, we are. We got to put. We got to put that on t-shirts and coffee mugs. I think I want a scarf. Maybe a. Uh, maybe a toque. I just think Jarvelis is too good. And by the way, we should give Alec cre- credit for uh, Infredible about Freddie Anderson, who is, again has been just uh, absolutely tremendous. Kane's made it two nothing. Actually, they didn't make it two nothing. Um, we'll talk about the goals. Uh, La La's goals in a second. Derek Stepan was in the right place at the right time. Uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, who I thought played fairly well in the middle, uh, again there weren't a ton of guys who played great for Carolina, but I thought Kotkaniemi played pretty well in the middle again. Third game in a row for him, so he wins a battle on the on the half wall on the left side. It goes back to Brady Shea. Shea takes a shot from the point that caroms off Martinook's stick and Stepan skate right at the top of the crease. So that puck goes in. It's two one. Uh now the the Kings would make it to two. Uh and here's the the two goals. And Car Caroline essentially I'm not really that bent out of shape really by uh by either of the uh battles that were lost, because I mean, you're not gonna win every battle you you uh you fight essentially on the ice. Stepan was battling with Brendan Lemieux, uh at the front of the net on the first goal, and the shot was uh, went through on a screen, and then uh, Brady Shea uh, lost the battle with Adrian Kempe uh, in front, and ultimately it's uh, that that puck. Well, the battle was he just couldn't tie up Kempe's stick, and Kempe tipped it past Anderson on a point shot from Alex Edler, and that made it two two. Uh, then in the uh, in the uh, second period. Carolina, again, takes the lead. Again, it's Sebastian Ajo making a play. Uh, takes a uh, a drop pass from Svechnikov. Uh, waits, looks for Jarvis on the back door and gets a break.
1: Now, Freddie Anderson with good awareness gets the puck forward. It's Svechnikov leaving it back for Ajo. Ajo takes a peek as a lay-up front, and they score!
3: Yeah, that puck went off of uh, Tobias Bjornfoot's skate. And in or somewhere on his body might have been a stick. I don't know. It was something like that. Uh, but that he was he was trying to get it to Jarvis on the back post, who had a little had a a step on the play. But it goes off the defenseman and passed uh, Cal Peterson. That made it three two. L.A. tied it up at three, and then uh, Koke Niami in the right place at the right time. Uh, good puck retrieval by Carolina. Comes back. All the way back out to Slavin at the uh, like the in between the rings up near the point, he puts the shot on goal. Uh, Puck's uh, kind of loitering around the goal mouth, and Kukiniami comes out of the high slot, scoops it up, backhands it upstairs for four three. Then after the Kings tie it at four, my dog absolutely loves Martin H's. Uh, uh, let, let me translate Honor to you, master. Please tell them about Martin Natchez's goal. It was one of those Martin Natchez goals. Um, he gets the puck, comes in on the left side, is, is so fast, skates, skates around the defenseman, slices in front of the, in front of the net, uh, and goes just wide enough to slip it between Peterson and the far post. It was just one of those goals. Now, uh, so that made it 5-4, but here are the two mistakes that Carolina made. Uh, on the shorthanded goal by Adrian Kempe, Carolina's got a three-two lead. They're on the power play. Power play mm, wasn't great tonight. Um, Svechnikov, you could make the argument that as he was trying to make the pass, he realized that it wasn't a pass he should make, so he didn't get put anything on it. But it was just a marshmallow that went right to Adrian Kempe, who skates in. Svech so right tried to get back. He probably was going to. He might have picked up a penalty if it didn't go. Andre had a, a rough day. I think he got an assist, but Andre had a rough day. Uh, but So that's 3-3. Uh, and then on the goal that made it 4-4, um, another big, heavy play by Brendan Lemieux, who sweeps the puck in. But Vincent Trochik's there. Jacob Slavin is actually there, too. But it looked to me more Trochek's battle to fight as opposed to Slavin at that particular time. Uh, and nobody had... Um, Brendan Lemieux, and I know Derek Stepan was on the ice, too, and Stepan didn't go out hard enough on the initial shot. 5-4 after two, and then it was all over, uh, but watching Freddie Anderson make 23rd-period saves. So Anderson made 23rd-period saves. Carolina had 20 shots for the game, and we closed the book on that one. So the Hurricanes will uh, be—I'm sure they'll practice tomorrow— uh, and uh, they will head on up to San Jose for a game Monday where maybe they'll see former Hurricane James Reimer, who has been absolutely awesome for the Sharks in the early going this season. Hurricanes are 14-2-0, and you know what I always say? You can't go eighty two 2 0 without going 14-2-0. Jarvis with a goal, his fourth. Now goals in five straight games for Seth Jarvis. You do. You figure that out. He's got four goals, but goals in five straight. Again, more jokes. Uh, Ajo, spectacular. Goal and an assist. Uh, Stepan, very good. Back in the lineup after not playing for a couple games. Uh, A goal and an assist. Uh, Martin Natchez with a goal. Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi with a goal. By the way, Kotkaniemi, first goal in nine games. Big time. He has... Uh, so, Svechnikov has now gone nine without a goal. Uh, Jordan Stahl, nine games without a goal. He's got one assist, Stahl does, in that nine-game stretch. At least Svechnikov had an assist today. Uh, Svech has eight assists in that stretch. Um, and I, I do appreciate that he shot the puck on that two-on-one because he's been more apt to pass than shoot on those. Uh, and he beat Peterson, but it hit the post. And he almost got the rebound and put that in, too. So, um but I'm pretty confident that we'll see a better Andre Svechnikov Monday night in San Jose. It's the Cane's Corner Podcast. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Online, aluminumcompany.com. So if it's for the exterior of your home, windows, I mean, I realize those are also inside, but that's an out, That's an exterior item. Roofing, siding, you know, a You know where to go. Aluminumcompany.com. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating and a review, but really what we want is for you to enjoy it, give us some feedback, and uh, appreciate your time. As always, I am Adam Gold. This is the Canes Corner Podcast. Talk to you Monday night.
2: This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsBand.com or wherever you get your podcasts.